welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on May 1st, Lord's Day Service. We come now to our time of confession. As we prepare for confession, I want to meditate on Ephesians 4, 26 and 27, which says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Time does not heal all wounds. We've all heard that saying, I'm sure, that time heals all wounds. But biblically speaking, it's quite the opposite. And and really, even the metaphor itself is bad. What happens to a wound that's left untreated for a minute, for for a long time? It gets infected and festers. If you let it go long enough, gangrene sets in and you'll have to amputate if you don't want to, uh, to have it kill you. So no, time does not heal all wounds. It's a bad metaphor. Treatment, diligently applied, heals wounds. And even then, the wounds frequently will leave a mark. Many of us grew up in homes that operated with this strategy when it came to sin. When someone sins against another, or when two family members get into a fight, the solution is just to ignore the issue and hope that time will solve things. But wounds fester. Time does not heal all wounds. We often excuse ourselves for not apologizing for our sin by saying, oh, I'm just gonna let things cool off. And it's true that after a minute or two, when the emotion is less raw, we frequently realize that we were in the wrong. And sometimes, even in that moment, we might confess our sin to the Lord. But too frequently, either because of laziness or because of pride, it ends there. And we forget to take the final step and go back to the person that we've sinned against and make it right. So you might feel better about it. But a few hours later, when you make a comment and that person bites your head off, it catches you off guard. You think, wow, what's their problem? It was just a harmless comment. But you see, you've neglected to make things right, and now the wound has festered on the other person. It becomes aggregated and inflamed like an infected cut. Hebrews says, strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. If we don't strive for peace by making things right after we've sinned, scripture says that a root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, defiling many. I'd like to especially encourage husbands and wives to make this a hard and fast rule in your home, in your marriage. Do not go to bed angry with each other. Scripture says that when you do, you give an opportunity to the devil. You may not be able to resolve your differences before you go to bed, and in fact, if it's late at night, the likelihood is, is much lower that you're go, not going to resolve things before you get to sleep. But you can deal with the sin before you go to bed. You might say, but Larson, I'm not the one who needs to confess my sin. He is. 
If you've been arguing, there's a very good chance that both parties have sinned. When words are many, transgression is not, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Before you go to bed, apologize for your bad attitude, for your ego, for your insensitivity, and commit to faithfully working to resolve the issue. Make it right and call a truth a truce and be reunited before you go to sleep. Another important rule to set in your marriage is to resolve never to go to your marriage bed when you're out of fellowship. You make a mockery of this sacred act of covenant renewal. In fact, the Lord requires this of us. He doesn't want us to come here and to renew our covenant with him if we are out of fellowship. And that's why we come first to this place of confession before we come to communion. He doesn't even want us to bring an offering if we have unresolved sin between each other. Matthew 5 says, so if you're offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First, be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. And so my exhortation to you today, dear brothers and sisters, is to reject that, that idea that time heals all wounds. It makes a, it, it's a lie and it makes a mockery of the crucifixion that our Savior endured in order to heal our wounds. Time doesn't heal all wounds. Our only confession, repentance, and the forgiveness purchased by our Savior Jesus Christ and extended to one another is able to heal all wounds. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Oh,